Hello and welcome to The Property Show. I'm Andrew Montlake and with me is my co-host Louisa Fletcher. We're here to talk about all things property. So whether you're staying put, buying, selling, renting or letting, we'll be chatting through the latest news on the housing market and mortgages, as well as sharing our advice and expertise to help you get the best from your home. In today's show, Lou will be looking at what's next for the property market now that the stamp duty holiday is over. Plus, Monty will be talking about some of the surprising things that can negatively impact your credit rating and what you can do to improve your score, as well as sharing his pick of the latest mortgage products. We're here to help you make money, save money, and most importantly of all, protect yourself, regardless of where you are on your home ownership journey. You good to go, Luke? Like Gareth Southgate's lucky waistcoat, Monty. Hello. 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 <laughs> Gareth Southgate's lucky waistcoat. You got in early with an England. Um, yeah. Well, you know, analogy. Yeah. yeah. I'm. Um, Does he still right, wear about it? You, I'm blooming nervous. Does no, he still he, wear it? No, he's not wearing it this time. Why? He's moved on. He's a fashion setter, isn't he? Well, he's gone on to the next yeah. thing. Yeah, very um, dapper chap. Very dapper. Yeah, he's yeah. dapper. I've. Um, uh, yeah, and we're recording this on the Saturday, and the final is tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, we'll either be champions and we'll all be tired from a massive week-long celebration, <laughs> or we won't be champions. But either way, um, it's unbelievable. It's so exciting to see the, the football fever has gripped the nation. Yeah, and it, it, it's... It's kind of nice, right? It's kind of like, you know, we all Kind of something. nice. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't mean to, I don't, I don't I don't mind admitting that when the final whistle went in the semi-final, I cried like a baby. Did you get a bit emotional? I did get very emotional. <laughs> I never thought it would happen in my lifetime. It's uh yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I did say this last time but I've got Danish relatives, so oh, no. yeah. So there was a slight conflict in in mm. the household, um, but um, I I I didn't wear my SC Copenhagen shirt, and I was very good. <laughs> Look, I was very we good. like the Danes. They're I, lovely I've people. Always had a good affinity with the Danes. When I when I went travelling, I met a number of Danes. They're all such great people, <laughs> such fun. So, um, so and yeah. they, they've been brilliant. They've been brilliant throughout the whole tournament, but um, but I just hope it's it is our time for once. Well, stranger things have happened. That they you have. know, you know, and if I'm if I sound like I'm being negative, it's I'm not. I'm just being, you know, pragmatic. <laughs> <laughs> See, pragmatic. I look at I look at data for a living, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like tell you what. Yeah. But but here's anyway, the thing: the data tells me. The data tells me that it's coming yeah. home. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I promise I wouldn't. You're say that. not allowed to say that again for no, the entire duration of this podcast. No, not but too. there is actually something interesting I picked up on, and and this is not the result of just one conversation. This is the result of many conversations I've had over. Go the on last then. Is it going to link so? sporting events and housing? It is. It is. <laughs> And and apparently, apparently, according to 
quite a few agents I've spoken to in yeah. the last 10 days or so. They say, and this is anecdotal, um, but that, um, especially the ones that have been doing it for a long time, you know, a couple of decades, they believe that there is a direct correlation between when England does really well in a sporting tournament and feel good factor and how that translates into into movements in in people thinking, yeah, do you know what? I feel mm. really good. Okay, I'll put, you know, I, I will, you know, if, if they were thinking about moving, it might encourage them to kind of get on with it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I it, guess we saw that, didn't we, in sort of twenty twelve in the Olympics, and yes, yes, yeah, God, that feels like such a long time ago, doesn't it? It was such um, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently because it contributes to overall sort of nation feel good factor, that that you know, it's one of those weird, it's one of those weird things that you can't kind of legislate for. Yeah, yeah. So you're basically saying that if England do win tomorrow. The housing market could stay busy for a few more weeks. Yeah, I, I, I guess. There you go. You heard it here first. There you go. There you go. Not so if they lose, do we go into the doldrums? No. Well, no. I don't buy that. I don't think it's an exact science, no, Monte. But but not. you know, you know. But I just think if people are kind of in the mindset to move anyway, and then you know, we win, then 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 they're going to feel quite good about life. So yeah. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Which brings us nicely onto mm. one of our big topics for today, mm-hmm. which is what is the direction of travel for the housing market now that the stamp duty holiday is over or part of the stamp duty holiday? Well, yes, because it is only part. And I think this is the thing that's kind of sort of almost been forgotten in all of the excitement, um, is that we do have a couple of months worth of taper relief on stamp duty. Mm. And that is actually quite important because where this now sits is that the first £250,000 of your purchase is exempt from paying stamp duty. In the vast majority of cases, there's a couple of very technical small you know, small cohorts that still might pay stamp, but I'm not going to worry about that now. About 90-odd percent of people <laughs> won't pay yeah. stamp duty. Yeah. Um, and that's a saving of two and a half thousand pounds. But the really interesting thing here is that if you look at last year, so 2020, yeah. approximately 45% of all residential properties that were sold last year were valued at 250,000 pounds or less. Wow. So, okay. so although it doesn't sound like a, a big tax break overall, or at least not as big as the one that we've just had, it will still benefit a large number of people who are still yet to move. So when you look at it in that context, there's actually still quite a lot of life left in it. Um, And, you know, it's uh, my view is looking at what's going on now and looking at all the figures and numbers and everything that I see. um, I think where we are at the moment is likely to continue for a good two or three months yet. Um, and, And that's simply, you know, based on the fact there still isn't enough property available to meet demand at pretty much all price points. Yeah. And that kind of, it it leads to this kind of cyclical issue, which is if you're thinking about moving home, let's face it, the first thing you're going to do is probably go online, go onto a property search website Mm. and see what's available. And if there isn't much available, then the logical conclusion will be, well, there isn't anything really I want to buy. So if there's nothing I want to buy, what's the point in selling? Yeah. 
And this is what we've seen over the past few months. So yeah. a lack of homes available to purchase kind of perpetuates. So until such times as more sellers come to the market in numbers and therefore there is more stock available, then it's likely we're going to continue to see this seller's market, you know, asking prices being met, competitive bidding for, you know, the properties that are more popular, um, which is kind of where we've been for the last two or three months. Yeah, prices are still high. Actually, while I was waiting for you, I was doing some some property pawning on my <laughs> <laughs> just just for the hell of it. I'm not looking to move, but it's just interesting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I was on on the market looking at looking at some of the stuff there, and uh, yeah, the prices still seem seem very high, and and I think a lot of people are expecting right stamp duties over prices are going to fall. They're going to be disappointed, aren't they? I I think we're still at that point where sellers can command the price that they're looking for. Um, You could kind of suggest that where we had seen over sort of April, May and some of June, um, there was such a number of buyers bidding for each property that, that, you know, things were going to sealed bids and stuff. I'm I'm hearing now that that kind of calmed down a bit towards the end of June when mm. everybody went okay. Well, we're not going to make the stamp duty holiday, so you know, mm. take take foot off the gas a bit. But I, I still think that there isn't the leverage there that a lot of buyers would like to have. And you know, I think you know, as you know, and as we spoke about last time, you know, my other half and I we're currently looking. Yeah. And we we've got nothing to sell because we've sold, so we're proceedable in estate agency speak and in a normal market that gets you a long way yeah, up, up the pecking absolutely. order in, in stuff but we're finding that you know so many other people are in the same boat that actually mm. it doesn't give you an advantage and that's so that's even just to kind of you know get your foot in the door mm. so in terms of actually bargaining power there isn't much of that going around at the moment yeah and and also it it also comes down to the point that actually that I think a lot of people have missed that the stamp duty holiday is not the sole cause absolutely of this absolutely extra agree demand. With you. Yeah, absolutely it's, agree with you. It's it's part of it, and it, and mm, it's mm. fueled the fire, to, so to speak. But the fire was already there. There's not enough properties. People do still want to move for all the life reasons that people mm. usually want to move. Mm. Plus, you got the pandemic, and now people want to move not only for the existing reasons, but for a whole new set of reasons mm. that we've covered before in terms mm. of moving out outside mm. space, mm. work, home office, etc. So, I think activity, and certainly we've seen inquiry levels stay stay relatively high. In fact, mm. they they are high. Last month, I think last month actually was the biggest month we've had wow. for inquiries. Wow. Uh, this year, which is is extraordinary, really, and sort of counterintuitive, but but it shows that people still want their demand for property is still there, and we just need more available stock. Yes, and I think there are two other. If you think of a perfect storm of low mortgage rates, you know, you you tell me, but they've got to be approaching the lowest on record. I'm going to uh, guess yeah. somewhere it's, it's near extraordinary, yeah. So somewhere near to plus um, the, the the whole 
you know, as you rightly say, you know, the stamp duty was there, but then this has all been exacerbated by, you know, the the race for space as it's now being called. So this is, you know, yeah. people deciding yeah. they don't want to be in London because of pandemic, blah, 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 blah. Um, so there's all of that. But there is this other thing that we've all forgotten about because it's kind of history now, which is that there was a build-up and a backlog of people who didn't move in 2019 due to mm. that little thing called a general election and Brexit. And they kind of waited and waited. So again, kind of cast your mind back. It feels like a different universe. But but the December 2019 was one of the busiest Christmases for agents because we'd had a general election. There was now, whichever way you vote, there was now political certainty. We knew where Brexit was going. Yeah. And that meant that people who had previously said, well, I'm going to wait and see, were now coming back to the market. And that's why we started you know, January, February last year flying because we yeah, had this pent-up right. demand, 12, 18 months worth of pent-up demand that was now you know, buyers and sellers coming to market. And then, of course, that all got parked. So actually, this isn't just backlog from people who were unable to move in the course of 21 and 20, mm. you know, the, the, the year so far and last year. It goes back further than that, you know. And I think that it it's just, you know, an exceptional occurrence that all of those things have overlaid in, at one point in time. Yeah. That's yeah, very interesting. So yeah. it's likely to continue. And um, regionally, is it going to be different in different areas of the country? Or So I've been speaking to agents all around the country, you know, for, for a piece of research that I've been working on recently. And it, it would appear that the usual suspects, so the coastal areas, the southwest, so Cornwall, Devon, Somerset, yeah. um, the Dorset coast, um, and, and then thinking about, you know, going into the east to the beautiful Norfolk Broads, that, that coastline of the east of England. Yeah, you lovely. know, all of these areas, they're seeing an influx of people now who are, you know, they are, you know, now the other thing, of course, layering into this is that a lot of companies are now at the point where, you know, they've basically assessed their back to work strategy. Mm, and yeah. Quite a lot, not all, but quite a lot of companies are saying, well, we're going to maintain where we are at least for the rest of this year. If not, we're now kind of building flexible working into into the, you know, hardwiring it as part of our business yeah, strategy. Yeah, if you yeah, will. Yeah. So I think that that certainty, again, is meaning that people who had perhaps held off and held off and held off until now are who are living in London in the southeast have now had the green light from an employer to say yeah you need you only need to come in once or twice a month providing you can do your job from home and mm. those are the movers who are now going right I've always wanted to live by the coast or I've got family in Scotland or we can get more bang for our buck if we move to yeah. near the east and that's and that movement is still happening yeah. and certainly speaking to the agents that I have done over the last 10 days they're reflecting conditions that I would suggest we last saw in London in 2006. So Very what they're talking about, I can map to the market at its peak in that sort of late 2006, early 2007. And that's happening in some areas of like Devon and Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all relative. Very I guess, interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. very interesting. And, hmm. um, no doubt you will keep your beady eyes on it. I will. I will be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and let everyone know how, what's, what changes are occurring. Yeah. 
going to be an interesting few months. Good luck getting a conveyancer, by the way, for the next few weeks because they are all on a much-needed holiday. Yes. And <laughs> um, and actually, do you know what? On that note, well done. Yeah, well to, done. To mortgage lenders, mortgage brokers, yeah. conveyancers, valuers. Yeah. There's so many. I've, I've, I've not heard yet of lots of wholesale people missing the mm. deadline. There are a few, but not not as many as we feared and and actually everyone did a damn fine job yeah well done to, to the industry so well hat, done everybody off industry. yes yes well done <laughs> just a reminder you're listening to the property show with andrew montlake that's me and my co-host louisa fletcher that's me so monty one of those big subjects um, that, that we sort of chat about amongst ourselves but haven't really spoken about in detail on the podcast yet is yes. credit ratings, credit scores. Oh, yeah. The old credit score. Um, and it, it's one of those things that it's not really important until it's important, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's always important, though, Lou. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is you're not wrong but you don't notice but it you don't notice until it's important, until it's important. Yeah. yes yes so for those people who are sat there thinking well I'm not moving home you know for a very long time um why do I need to pay attention to my credit score how could that impact me when I remortgage I thought it might be interesting to talk about that because it isn't just people who are moving home that this is important to no, so. absolutely. Well, so, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's everyone really. So, w- w- talk me through why are credit scores such a big deal? So, credit scores are a really useful guide and tool for lenders, and not just mortgage lenders. Anyone mm-hmm. who's giving you either a a credit card, a personal loan, a mobile phone, any type of credit, they will look at your credit score. And it basically gives them an indication of whether you are credit worthy or not. So all the lenders of any type want to make sure that they're lending money to someone who is highly likely to pay it back. And that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Get it. Okay. And a credit score... I'm trying to think of the word. <laughs> collates. Is there, there's another word for collates. Anyway, but basically it collates all the information financially that is out there on you. And okay. so it will detail every loan you have, every credit card you have, every bank account you've had, every mortgage you've had, uh, where you're, where you're, you live, where your bank account is, etc. It collates it all into one place. So anyone looking at it can see whether you are a good prospect or potentially more of a, a questionable prospect to lend money to. So if you've ever had a missed payment or anything like that, it can be found usually on your credit score, especially if it's happened within the last six or seven years. See... I think that will surprise a lot of people because I think um, only only because of, you know, ch- chatting to people both at work and outside of work, I think people tend to believe that their credit score is a snapshot rather than the detailed analysis that you've just explained 
that it is. And they don't really understand that there's stuff that affects your credit score, which isn't just you forgot to pay your mobile phone bill for a couple of months four years ago. There are other things that affect credit scores, right? Yeah, there are loads of different things. And and um, and it's important to also say that where lenders are concerned, there's a difference between credit searching and credit scoring. Mm. So when all this information is amalgamated, most of the main credit um, agencies will give you a score. So some go up to 999, for example. I think others are something bizarre, like 730, dependent mm. On, mm. on which one. But if you've got a 999 credit score, you're A1. Mm. And then it reduces for different reasons. And that can be that um, you've missed a payment. It can be that actually you've um, got something called a county court judgment because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. haven't paid for a while and something is, is registered against you. Usually they're done by mobile phone companies mm. um, because people have made late payments and uh, they're, they're buggers, mobile phone companies. Can I say really? that? Yeah, I think you can. It's not a swear word. It's fine. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, I saw some research saying that Last year, certainly the year before, there were 1.1, 1.2 million CCJs, county court judgments, <sighs> issued against people. Wow. And the vast majority of them were for little things that people overlook that they don't think is important, like, oh, I'm a bit late on my mobile phone bill or something like that. Wow. Um, and, and those types of providers are very quick to put a mark against you um, on your credit reports. Wow. So... So there are lenders who credit score. So they will take all that information and they'll assign a score to all that information. Um, but there are also other lenders who will just search. So they won't score. They won't worry about uh, whether you get a specific score or not. But they're just looking for the really serious things. So if you do have a CCJ or if you do have, uh, you haven't paid a loan back or if you're consistently late on on payments that's what they're searching for and there's a real subtle difference so if you do have a low credit score that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be able to get a mortgage well you see and this is the thing because um actually one of my hairdressers said this and she said i don't understand she said i've been on i've done my credit score thing because I told her about you know you're applying for a mortgage you know so I'm sat there you can imagine with the hair with foils and everything else and giving like you know you should do this you should do that and she said um she said, I did that thing you know I checked my check my credit score I said oh that's really good and she said it was quite low I said oh okay she said the thing is she said I don't have a credit card and I've never had a bank loan and I don't have car finance so she Very couldn't understand point. why her credit score was so low yeah, well, this is this is the other interesting point around credit scoring, that it's not just, as you said, it's not just about missing payments that can lead to a low credit score. There are some really simple things, like being on the electoral roll where mm, you live. Mm, mm. So that's a really big tick, because it means that you can be found at your address, mm. you're linked where you mm. live. Um, mm. That's a really good thing. If you've never had any credit at all, 
then you haven't got a credit score yeah. or, or you're likely <laughs> to have a low credit score. Yeah. So that can also be quite an issue. So one of the things we actually tell people in that situation is, do you know what? Get a credit card. Mm. Use it sparingly. Mm. Make sure, and this is the important point, make sure you set up a direct debit to pay off the whole mm. amount each month mm. and just use it on bits and pieces throughout mm. the month, knowing it will be paid back mm. at the end of the month and then use it the next month. Mm. And then that builds up a good credit score because mm. they can see that you've effectively borrowed money on your credit card and you paid it back every month back. on time. Yeah. yeah, And so that over time builds up a better credit rating. Mm. There can also be a whole wealth of other er- uh, uh, issues as well. Um, fraud is a big one. Yes. A lot of people, when they go to get a mortgage, that's the first time they look at their credit score. Mm. And if you look at a credit report, it could be that you'll see some unexplained things on there mm. and someone has a- actually stolen your identity. Mm. And it, it's incredible how many times that happens and people don't know about it. Mm, yeah, and that's, that's why scary. I keep yeah. saying, actually, it's really good to keep checking your credit report, mm. at mm. least annually. Mm. Um, if you're financially linked to someone else, mm-hmm. um, but you're now separated or you've got nothing to do with them, their credit rating could still be affecting yours if you haven't delinked yourself. That's interesting. So that's another little thing. Mm. Um, so there's a whole raft of little things that, that can affect your credit score. And it's really important to keep tabs on it. Mm. And and one other thing, and I don't, I honestly don't know the answer to this. Um, so I don't know if it falls under credit score or mortgage affordability assessment. Um, but something I've noticed um, it, much more prevalent over the last 18 months are, you know, you go on to, you know, you buy clothes or, you know, whatever it is, homewares and stuff, and mm. you can opt to pay on three easy pay payments. And yeah. there are various schemes. I won't I won't name them because I don't think we're allowed to do that, but that they're ones that everybody would have heard of. Um, so you can basically go, yes, I want to pay, you know, my debit credit card, or no, I'd like to take three easy pay payments and I've I've always understood that mortgage lenders don't think that this is such a cool idea but is that linked to your credit score Monty or is that linked to when you apply for a mortgage they look at you know your general spending patterns it'll come up again because if if you're not paying it straight away in effect you're borrowing credit you're you're Mm. taking credit you're you're buying Mm. it on credit so more than likely, it will add something to your credit score. Mm. And if you've got lots and lots of different things going on, mm. so, for example, you might have five of those buy now, mm. pay later, or you're spreading the cost, mm. plus you've got three or four credit cards, plus you've got a bank loan, then that's where sometimes the complications occur. Mm. Mm. Um, so I would probably avoid them mm. if, you're going to be in the process of applying for a mortgage mm. Mm. in the in the in the short term, mm. and that's just it's just good good management. Make sure that your credit search is okay. Make sure you've got a decent credit score. If you haven't, it's not the end of the world. Don't panic. Mm. Definitely speak to a, a mortgage broker, an expert who can talk you through it, and actually find out which lenders will be okay mm. to lend mm. to you or which lenders will just credit search rather than credit score. 
Yeah. And it can be as simple as that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to pay a vastly more expensive rate. Um, if you've got more serious issues, then again, there are specialist lenders out there and specialist brokers who can help you. Mm. Um, but And it might be the case of actually how they can work together to actually delay buying just now, but actually work to improve your credit score mm. over the next mm. six or 12 months. Um, and But I would definitely say if you if you just never looked at your credit report before, it's definitely worthwhile doing so because having a decent credit score can help you in all walks of your financial mm. life. Mm. And it's free now, right? Pretty much, I think. You know, you yeah, there, there are quite them, a few yeah. that are free. Yeah. Um, if you want to check it regularly, then there are some you can you can sign up for, and it's about either five pound or ten pounds a month. But mm. but if you just want a couple of one off checks, then then there are quite a few places out there now that um, that you can check your report for free. Mm. And and well, it, it is really well worth doing. And you know. And, and to, as we said at the very beginning, it's not important until it's important, and then yeah. it becomes it, then it becomes an issue. So this is one of those things that it just pays to be on top of, yeah. you know, not just as a one-off, but on a regular basis. Absolutely. Just a reminder: you're listening to the Property Show with Monty and Lou. So Monty, it's the the clock is now counting down to kick off for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but we just have time to squeeze in those those you know mortgage picks that I know you've got sat those on the side. Crazy rates, yeah, yeah, the crazy rates. Have the rates got any more crazy in the last two weeks? Since They're the crazy. If I was allowed to swear, I would swear at no. how crazy they are. Shut the um, front door. <laughs> yeah, shut the front door indeed, and take about HSBC because oh, HSBC oh. have gone. I've gone crackers. So, uh, and oh. they're a great. They're a great, great lender. They really are, but aren't they? Very nice. They have people. just yeah. um, released a two-year fix at zero point nine four percent. What? Yeah, which is there. Uh, so yeah, zero point nine four is now the lowest two-year fix. Wow. They also have a three-year fix at one point oh nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow, and this is—is is this kind of for somebody who's got a larger deposit or more equity? Large deposit, yes. So forty yeah. percent equity or deposit. Okay. Um, TSB have got five-year fix at one point oh nine. Five no. years. No, it's crazy. And that's just mad. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you've got twenty-five percent deposit, you can still get rates at, you know, Leeds Building Society. You've got one point oh seven percent two-year fix. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. And ninety percent rates. If you've only got ten yeah. percent deposit, they've continued to ease down a little bit. So you can now get five year fixed rate with HSBC under three percent. Wow. Okay, that's the first time 2. we've talked 9, about nine percent under th- under three percent on a ten percent deposit for a while. So yeah, that's... for a five year fix. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. There are now one hundred and ninety products for ninety five percent loan to value. Gosh. So you can get rates from 3.39 with digital mortgages from Atom Bank. So it's just, I mean, everywhere I look, I was actually, I was actually quoting a client on rates the other day and I was just, I was going through and shaking my head going, these are, these are mad. It's, it's crazy. I can't, you know, I'm just waiting to see if we'll ever see a five-year fix under 1%. 
so which that so would be ridiculous. Do you think in the, the couple of minutes we've got left, do you think that this is going to continue? Because like, rates have fallen pretty consistently since the beginning of the year. So is this lenders competing for business? Yeah, I, th- I think this is. I think this is competitive pressure. Um, and I think we're going to see low interest rates for the remainder of the year. There's a lot of talk, and I won't get into this now, about potential inflation. Yeah, that's um, a chat for next as time. It, yeah, yeah defo, as the economy yeah. comes back, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe that will change things. But actually, I look at the cost of money and the cost of funds on the markets, and, and there's no real upward movement. At the moment, things are low, and they're going to continue to be to be low for the foreseeable future. Lenders have money, mm. cheap money, to lend, and they want to get it out the door and and uh, and lend it. So it's extraordinary that we're we're seeing these rates, but I can't see them changing and going massively upwards anytime soon. Wow, wow, well, and on that bombshell, on that bombshell, <laughs> there you go. We're out of time. Yep. Are you rushing off and doing seeing any more properties or not? Just not today. I've done. I'm, into I'm your just gin cabinet. <laughs> the latter rather than the former. <laughs> <one too. laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'll bring you up to date on the house moving traumas next time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, I'll be interested. You'll yeah. find something, don't you? Worry. Yeah, I'm sure it'll all be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you're listening and England have lost, don't worry. We uh, we have a great group of players. The future looks bright. If you're listening and we've won, then we'll probably be meeting, dancing in the streets, celebrating <laughs> for the rest of the year because that is amazing. <laughs> um, so thank you, everyone. If you do like what you're here, please give us a rating or leave us a review in your podcast app. And don't forget, we're here to help with your property problems and mortgage dilemmas and not just chat about the football. So if you would like our advice, why not drop us an email to hello at theproperty-show.co.uk. And if you want the very latest on the property market from the two of us, please give us a follow on social media. You'll find us on Twitter at The Property Show Pod. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. <laughs>